0: It's the state of Victorian
1: greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash.
0: And on this Tuesday, day from JT, welcome to this week's edition of Off The Leash. Let's welcome in our team from GRV, Molly Haynes. Hello, Molly. Hello, how are you going? Good, thank you. Andrew Copley, how are you, Andy? Good, thank you very much, John. Okay, let's start off with uh, with some exciting but also sad news, the retirement of Aston DB to stud, Molly.
1: Yes, it's a oh, happy, sad time for me. He unfortunately did a back muscle at sale last weekend, but have a listen to this rap sheet. He won the 2018 Group 2 Warrigal Cup, the Group 3 Shootout, the Group 2 Ballarat uh, Ballarat Cup and, of course, the 2017 Group 1 Melbourne Cup. Now, that is something that is so impressive. It it really is. And I spoke to Ray Border on Friday after the announcement of Aston DB's retirement. And he said heading into his start at Sale, he was flying in his trials. And they were so confident. Mm. But it just happened. He had a couple of niggling injuries. And look whatever happened happened but he's he's doing okay now um, but he is going to be available for stud duties from mid-July so the Thompsons are going to hold him and he'll be around the $2,200 mark so here in Victoria we will have Aston DB but if you want um, Shona and Jason's contact details for uh, Aston DB's stud duties just go onto the GRV website for and look for Aston DB's retirement story and I've put all of that in there. But I did speak to Ray Border, like I said, on Friday, and he believes that Aston DB will really suit a Fernando Bale broody, mm. mainly because they're a little bit on the smaller side, and Aston DB was a big dog.
0: spent about 35, 36K, wasn't he? Yeah,
1: I think he even reached the 37 That's um, a big kilo boy. mark. But it's funny, Ray had tried to describe Aston DB to me because I was like, what is it about this dog that is going to make him a great stud dog in your eyes? And he said, well, he's big. And he's athletic and he likened him to LeBron James, the basketball player, (laughs) because he reckons he's just as cool as a cucumber. So he is, you know, a hard chaser on the track, which is exactly what we need at the moment. But he is also just so cool when he's off the track and. One thing I really do believe is that if a stud master, well, I suppose as a breeder, the biggest testament is if you use your own stud dog. Mm. And Ray has eight broodies lined up waiting to come in season for Aston DB. So I really can't wait to see what he throws, what he throws on. I'm really, really excited. I think we need chase at the moment. And if it's going to come from Aston DB, then, oh, I'm, I'm excited.
0: Look forward to seeing those pups. Andrew, Group 3 action up at Albion Park. We saw to- Tornado Tears. Look, this is almost like uh, a repeat of last week's show.
2: The the capabilities of this greyhound are at the moment untapped. Yeah, it was spectacular once again, John. I mean, seven nights earlier, he'd taken out the Group 1 Gold Cup up there at Albion Park over the 710 metres, and he stepped out in the Group 3 Superstays Invitational. Always an interesting race, this one. It's only got four dogs in it. The four best stayers in Australia invited. And Tornado Tears started a red-hot $1.40 favourite. And he justified that, winning by eight lengths over his little brother, Rip and Sam, followed by the Queensland pair, Jalapeno and Champagne Sally. But the most impressive thing about Tornado Tears' run was not the eight-length win. It was the time that he ran. He ran 41.33 in the Gold Cup. That was breaking a track record that had stood for eight years. And then last Thursday, he shaved another two lengths off that time, running 41.20, which is just extraordinary. Now, I tell you what, there's been some really elite stayers we've been blessed in the last five years or so. And look, Miata springs to mind. She was a front-running stayer, Mm. similar to Tornado Tears, capable of running track record or best of night sort of times and, and i really see a lot of similarity between this pair when you compare that to say fanta bale who won nine group ones was extraordinary but she wasn't capable of running the brilliant times. she was just just always had a huge heart and found a way to win sweet it is probably a bit similar sort of flew home from late and used to just run extraordinary races but tornado tears and miata um Both sort of pretty good beginners, capable of running extraordinary times. And, Molly, I know you had a lot to do with Miata because you're a former Western Australian yourself. She raced five years ago. You were pretty close to that kennel, and I spent a bit of time with Miata. Um, I'm just wondering, from your point of view, you, you... You've unearthed a bit of an interesting fact, I believe.
1: I have. Look, when uh, we we said we we're going to talk about tornado tears, and in comparison with Miata, it really got my brain going because I think I've mentioned on our very first show I am probably one of the biggest fans of Miata, I remember taking my first fangirl photo (laughs) with a greyhound and that was Miata. I mean, I came from Linda Britton's place and I mean she had a lot of very good dogs for her kennel but there was something about Miata. But the little statistic that we've come across is Tornado Tears at just 26 months of age. He's already won, like we've mentioned, two group ones and earned $336,000 in prize money. But if we turn back the clock, when Miata was 26 months of age, she was in the midst of a winning streak of 50 15 straight wins. And I think we sometimes forget how good our former former champions are. And Tornado Tears still has a way to go to reach the heights of Miata. But I think we had a not an argument in the office this morning, <laughs> Andrew, but we did we did. Um I suppose I, I like to throw my statistics around. And I did want to go back and mention about Miata's track records that she holds. Now she is a track record holder at the Old Cunnington track over all three distances. So that's the 5.30, 6.42 and 7.15. And the 7.15 at Standown, may I add. And um Tornado Tears obviously has the track record. But what I unearthed was... 11 times in Miata's career, she missed out on best of the night performances. So just 11 times. Every other race, she recorded best of the night times and Tornado Tears has so far missed nine best of the night times. So look, he, he's reaching, he's reaching, um, Miata and I really do. Look, I really, I, love this dog. I really, really do. I've loved watching her progeny race on, but I think nothing can take away from the fact that Miata's going to be a champion in my eyes forever. But I do love Tornado Tears. I need to, I need to mention I that. I don't, know,
2: I don't <laughs> know if Robbie Britton's going to talk to you anymore, no. Molly. I, I think, know, I'm I think sorry. think you're in his bad books. <laughs> no, it's, it's a fair point you make. I think we do forget how good our champions were. We get caught up in the dog at the moment, and of course, and rightfully so. We like to pump up our champions, but I tell you what, Miata 15 straight—that is pretty extraordinary. Yep. Like she was pretty young doing that. She
1: could do it everywhere, like mm. absolutely everywhere. Mm. And It's just—it was great to watch her live. It really was.
2: One
0: thing, uh, guys, greyhound racing needs uh, greyhounds like uh, like these. Uh, whatever the the time is, whether it's Miata and Tornado Tears or Phantom Bale. Talking about other smart greyhounds, and this, this is a great story. The, the return of Mpunga Blaze. Now, we had a chat to Jeff Britton last week. The word was this, this pup was, was training the, the house down and the, the, the runs at trial level were really, really quick. Bombed the start
2: last week, but was still able to get back and win the race. Yeah, brilliant performance, John. First up from six months on the sidelines. Well, from retirement, actually. <laughs> he went to start at a pretty young age after a fairly minor Triangle injury, as Jeff Britton told us last week, but had box two on Thursday night at Sandown Park and didn't he impress. He won in a best of night time, twenty nine thirty eight, on what was a fairly slow track, is what people are telling me. One by four lengths. Um, he's now going to head up to Brisbane this Thursday night, so that's for the heats of the Group One um, Winter Cup. He did trial mm. there a couple of weeks ago, ran twenty nine seventy odd. so he is he knows the track. Uh, he's cherry ripe now, I think. I think he'll go really well. But just looking at his career stats, 23 starts, 12 wins. So still very much, um, in the infancy of his career. $168,000 prize money. And most of that has come from his win in the Group 1 Maturity Classic last July, almost 12 months ago. So be interesting to see how he goes in his quest for a, a second Group 1. I think he's well and truly on the way, uh, for Jeff. We
0: look forward to seeing him in action at Albion Park. Uh, the Sylvester Door Puppy Championship, gee, the coursing season's in full swing. The weather's been a bit ho-hum, but the, the racing, uh, has been pretty good. Um, the Sylvester Door Puppy Championship was held at Lang Lang yesterday. What happened, Andrew?
2: Well, John, for those who don't know what coursing is, which we should probably explain, um, uh, it's one-on-one Greyhound racing. It's, it's not on, uh, TAB tracks. So it's, uh, it's places like Lang Lang, Longwood. You can't bet on them through a tab, but you there is a bookmaker on course, and it's terrific for a lot of reasons, but um, pretty competitive out there on the coursing circuit at the moment. And winning the Sil- Sylvester Door Puppy Championship was a greyhound called Lyca like Skywalker. Runner-up was Blue Irish. So just a little bit about Lyca like Skywalker, trained by Daniel McKenzie out at, at Tainong North in Gippsland. The Sylvester Door was run over two days. So two Sundays ago, Greyhounds raced one-on-one in a knockout competition. Those uh, final eight went over to this Sunday or yesterday or two days ago, sorry, the, the second round. And, you know, the winner winner stood on and that was like a Skywalker winning. So six courses, six wins in those courses. That's a pretty extraordinary effort. It's his first season of coursing. He's only 26 months old, so um we look forward to bigger and better things from him on the circle. He's pretty handy too, six wins from 14 starts. But Molly, coursing numbers are up in 2018, 40% on the rise. It's it's an extraordinary effort by the National Coursing Association because coursing is great for young dogs, helps them balance up. Great for older dogs because they're running up the straight, so doesn't knock them round as much and keeps them injury free. And also for out of form dogs who only have to race one-on-one, so that gives them a lot of confidence.
1: If our listeners want to find out a little bit more, in regards to coursing, they should check out GRV's video series on Coursing Trainer's Tips at greyhoundcare.grv.org.au forward slash video. Now, on another one of my quests to um, look up some t- statistics... <laughs> You're very good <laughs> <at this. laughs> Just a side note, one of Like a Skywalker's wins was actually a dead heat at sale back in May. So, look, that I found that a little bit interesting. It is. Not many dead <laughs> heats
2: out there, so there you go.
1: It's RSN 927s off the leash.
0: Racing now, uncatchable on the back foot at the start. Missed it about a length and shake the night away quickly. To lead, took a half. Oaklands on the improve. There followed pistol, turf man, Norma, Well back subscapularis and Zarnorma back to last. Shake the night, got through, grabbed by Oaklands. And the old boy wins again. Oakland's got there a length and a half subscapularis, third shake the night. You are so tuned to Off the Leash here on RSN 927. Oakland's at uh, the young age of five and a half, winning uh, back in March uh, down the straight there at Hillsville. This pup has had a 209 race career start. It's been a, a fantastic effort. We've had had a listen to uh, to that race at, at Hillsville. Let's have a chat now to Gary Edwards, who joins us now on Off the Leash. How are you, Gary?
3: I'm good, thank you, John.
0: Mate, your pup, five and a half years young. He's an absolute ripper.
3: He certainly is, yep. He's um, become part of the family, I think.
1: (laughs) Now, Gary... For a greyhound to have 100 starts is amazing, but for a greyhound to have, like we mentioned, 209 starts is a fantastic achievement. And after doing a little bit of research, which is a bit of a knack of mine apparently, I've found that, th- that he sits third on the highest number of starts a Victorian greyhound has has had since the year 2000. Now, Gary, can you tell us what the secret is to keeping Oaklands going? Because he must really love what he does.
3: Yeah, well I don't think it's any secret, but he just loves racing and and he's just just loves doing it, I think, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now what I really lo- love about Oaklands is that his form hasn't tapered off. His last four starts have seen him run second, second, second and a first. Have you had to alter his training regime as he's aged throughout his career?
3: Uh, Probably not, probably a little bit more racing at heels full up the straight where it's not as hard on the joints and the the muscles. But um, he's racing, you know, training is much the same. He does three things. He free gallops, walks on the walking machine and then we walk through the bush. But uh, he probably likes the free galloping most of all.
1: Oh, absolutely. Now you mentioned that you do utilise Hillsville, and I have looked into it. He's done. He's had seventy four starts for eight wins and twelve, 12 seconds and sixteen thirds at Hillsville. So that equates to about thirty seven percent of his starts so far being at Hillsville. Do you think that racing up the straight has helped extend his career?
3: Oh, most definitely. I think it has. With most dogs, you know, you can virtually use Hillsville as a trial. Not that, not that Oakland's trials very much at all. It's probably six months ago since he had his last trial.
2: But Hillsill does that job for him, Gary. It's Andrew Copley here. G'day, Andrew. Welcome to the show. He, he's, um, as we mentioned, five and a half years old, or he will turn five and a half in July. So consistently racing against greyhounds who are a lot younger than him. He must have an enormous heart.
3: He certainly has, I think, and I think what's helped him, he's such a compact little guy. He races around about the 32 kilos, Mm -hmm. so he's not tall or long, and um, he seems to have a lot less injuries. He hasn't had many injuries in his career, you know?
2: Absolutely. Now, Gary, I'm stealing some of Molly's... uh (laughs) Famous statistics here. She's unearthed that Galloping Graham holds the record for the most number of starts by a Victorian greyhound since the year 2000 with 237 races. In second place at the moment is Miss Minnie Dozer on 214 starts. So, Oakland's a bit way back in 209, but slowly creeping up there. Do you think he'll keep going until he surpasses those two and get to the number one position?
3: I I would like to hope so, but as soon as he's tells me he's had enough, that'll be it, you know? But while, while he's racing so good and still enjoys it, we'll just keep on going and keep our fingers crossed.
0: Well, the pup must love your company and love racing.
3: Oh, he certainly does. I must say, he loves travelling on the back seat of the station right? <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know what he enjoys much, the race or getting something to eat after the race.
0: I think it might be the, the latter. He jumps
3: in the back seat and it's either potato cakes, dim-sims or whatever's left in the can to <laughs>
0: Oh, Magnificent. Gary, he sounds like a real real character. Congratulations to you to, for, for, for keeping Oakland's going. Five and a half years young in July. We wish him all the best and may he have many more wins and many more starts.
3: No worries. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Gary. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash.
0: Uh, Great story there, uh, Gary Edwards in the Evergreen Oaklands. What about the Watchdog? Uh, How's this been going, Andrew?
2: Big afternoon at sale, I understand. Yes, chugging along quite nicely, John. Six out of 12 winners at sale on Sunday, three of which paid $3 or better. So that's O Rogue, Layback Cruiser, and Lakeview Mizzy. Sorry, Lakeview Maisie at a top price of $3.80. And, of course, for all your free-form guides for all of Victorians' greyhound race meetings, including the watchdog selections, go to fasttrack.grv.org.au forward slash watchdog. Download them to your device or your smartphone. It is
0: that easy. Best of all, they tip winners, and it's free. Bing, bing. (laughs) Gap Dog of the Week, Molly, my favourite segment. Who are we trying to find a home for this week?
1: Now, we have a greyhound by the name of Cody, but I think a fair few of our listeners will recognise his race name. He was Matt Machine. So he raced, or he competed in the Group 2 Warnable Cup, Group 1 Australian Cup, Group 1 Silver Chief, and of course the Group 1 Melbourne Cup. Unfortunately, he didn't win any of them but look he was still a great dog to watch on the track he had 17 wins from those 48 starts he's a three-year-old black male and he's looking for a home with or without another canine friends and kids over the age of 10. Now Brooke Ennis absolutely loved this dog and I know she really really wanted to keep him and she assures me he is one of the best companions you can get so if you are looking for another canine friend or just a canine friend Go, uh, I would like you to consider a greyhound, so make sure you go to gap.grv.org.au. But also the date has been announced for our next adoption day, and like we said last week, it is going to be at Warrigal, Sunday, August 5. So make sure you put that in your diaries if you're interesting, interested in adopting a greyhound.
0: Sunday, August 5. But in the meantime, get on the website and you can find out about uh, about Cody, AKA Matt Machine. Righto, Molly. Uh, litter of the week. Uh, what h- litter have you identified this week to tell us about?
1: Well, this week I have found a Cosmic Rumble Who's Got Bam's litter. Now, they're b- bred by Justin Bowman in Tulu Arm. Now, I'd never heard of this place before, but Andrew tells me it's in Gippsland, I believe. Near
2: <laughs> Lakes Entrance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a now, lovely
2: the... part of the world. It is.
1: <laughs> now, the pups are almost four weeks old. And what I think drew my attention to this litter is my dad owns a uh, litter brother. To who's got bands? So ramifications. Um, now, who's got bands? Litter was actually really, really impressive. It incl- well, she had herself fifty nine starts for eleven wins, six seconds, ten thirds in WA. And her distances range from 490 to 647 at Mandurah as well as a 520 and 500 at Cannington in WA, of course. Now, she was owned when she raced by Michelle Romer. Now, she is regarded as one of the top breeders in Western Australia and she really does put the polish and give the best to her greyhounds. And she's been a mentor for Justin Bowman and he has really taken on what she does with her pups. And I know she was really vouching for these pups when um, they were put online for sale there are so like i mentioned they're four weeks old there's seven pups in the litter i think there are five available there are three dogs four females in total and the colors range from blues to blacks brindle and fawn But oh, like I mentioned, the classy litter included ramifications, but also there was Weston Babe, Weston Janet, who all had over 70 starts. So the litter is actually really durable, and they've made more than $400,000 between them. That's a lot. So I think that's one thing that's really important for me when I'm looking... Um, at a litter or even, you know, um, purchasing a pup, well, not now cause I work for GRV, but when purchasing, I think it's really important to look for a female that is from an impressive litter and not just a standard. I think that really, really drives home, um, you know, well, Increases the likelihood of a good litter, but there are five pups for sale and they're selling for about $4,000. Now, Justin Bowman's contact details will be available in the July issue of the Greyhound Monthly, which is almost finished. It's just um, being produced at the moment. The online, or you can look at the online version in a week or so, I believe. And that will be if you go to grv.org.au and you look for the Greyhound Monthly tab on the right hand side of the page.
0: Just click it and away you go. You can read that uh, in the comfort of your home, home on your iPad or device. Hey, guys, that's all we've got time for on this week's edition of Off the Leash. We'll talk next week. Thanks, John.
1: Absolutely. See you, John. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at
0: rsn.net.au.